You are listening to the Emotionally Equipped Podcast with Shira Gura, episode number 238. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two practical mindset tools that empower you to get unstuck in any moment and keep your emotions from hijacking your life. I am the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. So a couple of days ago, I was in the car driving with my friend Esther to a destination about one hour north of where I am located in Israel called the Hula Valley. The Hula Valley is an internationally acclaimed bird-watching park. So Israel is situated in the direct path of the birds that migrate from Europe to Africa and back. So twice a year, no less than 390 species of birds pass through this area. Waterfowl, birds of prey, songbirds, water buffaloes, wildcats, catfish, unique flora and fauna, and so much more. Over 500 million birds pass through the Hula Valley each year. It is really an amazing and wondrous sight to see. Literally, people come from all over the world to this place to watch this spectacular phenomenon. I learned that 35,000 cranes arrive in the autumn months, and that is what Esther and I mostly witnessed a couple of days ago. It was the cranes. So I posted a few videos and photos on Facebook and on Instagram this week if you want to catch a glimpse. Anyway, as I was driving, I told Esther that taking a half day off from work to go witness this incredible miracle of the you know migrating birds was my way of celebrating a small success that I have this week. Now, Esther already knew about the small success that I have this week, which I'm going to share with you in a moment. But as I was talking about feeling good and loving that I celebrate small successes in my life like this, I also told Esther I didn't have a plan for the podcast for this week. And so Esther offered a great suggestion to me. She said that I should consider sharing with you, my listeners, my practice of celebrating successes, something I don't think I've ever spoken about before on this podcast. And I thought a bit more about it and I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. My friend Esther is so smart. So first, let me tell you what I've been working on behind the scenes, and then I'll tell you why I was celebrating some success. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that I am an emotional well-being coach, and I coach people one-on-one in all areas of their lives, whether that's with improving a relationship or building confidence or feeling more successful at work or really anything, because everything that we do in our lives has an emotional component to it. And anyway, in addition to that, over the last four or five years or so, I created small groups where I taught my tools and other teachings related to the tools. But what I've wanted to do for a while now was create an online course that included all of my teachings and that also offers weekly live sessions with me for support and guidance as you go through the course. 
but I never quite created an online course before, like the online courses that maybe you've enrolled in in the past. And so I decided towards the end of this past summer that I was actually going to enroll as a student in a course that taught people like me how to turn their work into an online course. I know, it sounds very meta, right? Like I'm taking a course on how to build a course. But anyway, the bottom line is, I have been deeply involved in learning over the last two months. To be honest, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Because again, I've never created an online course like this before. And I've only enrolled in maybe one or two in my life. So I have literally zero experience regarding what goes into creating a really good and really impactful course. And I have to say, there is a lot to do. And I mean a lot that goes in behind creating a powerful online course. Truthfully, I don't even know where to begin to try to describe to you both what I've been learning and what I'm being asked to do. And to save you all the details, I'm just going to share with you right now one part of it that I've been working on this week and actually for the last few weeks, and that is the writing of the course itself. Now, you may think, well, of course you're writing a course, that's what you're creating. But again, unless you know the back end of creating a course, you may not know, like I didn't know, all of the other moving parts that go into building an online course. Anyway. So my course is going to be recorded, like video recorded, and the students who enroll are going to see me on video, of course, for all of the lessons. And it's that material that I needed to write, starting from a really solid outline so that things are clear and organized to the actual words themselves. Now, you may be thinking, Shira, you already wrote two award-winning books. Don't you already have all the material for this course? And the answer is yes and no. Yes, of course, I have everything I want to teach, but it's mostly in my head. My books don't even come close to what is inside of this course. While I do believe my books are wonderful, the truth is they are mostly comprised of my personal stories, and they don't get into the theoretical foundations of this work and the essential skills you need to cultivate to be able to use the tools in the first place. And I don't even briefly mention the concept of living deliberately in my books, which basically means being able to manifest the things that you want to create in your life. I don't even touch on that. And so this course is entirely different from the framework of my books. And essentially, the process of writing this course was very similar to the writing of my books. In fact, the word count of the content of this course is nearly identical to the word count of my other books. So in a way, what I've been doing over the last few weeks is essentially writing a third book. And again, I didn't even know I was getting myself into this. I had no clue whatsoever. And so I have been knee deep in writing over the last few weeks, literally. I mean, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen that I've been a bit quiet and that's not because I disappeared. It's because I put blinders on and I put my head down and I focused, like really focused. In fact, there were many days I didn't even turn on the internet while I was writing this course so that I wouldn't get even an iota bit distracted by anything. I turned down meeting with friends. I turned down hanging out with my husband, 
just so that I could complete this part of the course. And again, this is only one part of the course. There are seven modules and the writing of the course is only one of them. So it wasn't easy. It was not easy at all. I stayed up late sometimes. I woke up early sometimes. So this course was literally on my mind all the time because I'm sticking to a timeline to be able to launch this course in January, which if you're listening to this live is only a couple of months away. And for sure, I'll be sharing more about that in a future episode. And so what happened along the way is that I celebrated my successes, meaning I didn't wait until I completed writing the entire course to celebrate. I literally celebrated every time I finished writing one lesson. And there are about 20 lessons inside of my course. Each time I finished writing a lesson, I did something small, which usually looked like, you know, doing a happy dance or saying out loud something like, way to go, Shira, you're doing it, you're awesome. <laughs> I know this may sound very silly to you and it may even sound very unfamiliar to you, but I do this a lot in my life. And I do this in my personal life too, right? Like if I'm practicing to be a mindful eater and I take a pause before I eat, I celebrate that success. I know it may not seem like a big thing to you, but any effort or any small action that I take towards something that I'm creating in my life, to me, is worth celebrating. Or let's say if my husband says or does something that annoys me and I pause and I don't react, you can bet your bottom dollar I celebrate that. Now, going for an hour long walk every morning before my kids wake up is something that I've developed over the last year or so. So I don't acknowledge my success in that area because it's become a part of who I am at this point. But as I was developing into a person who walks every day, yes, I would celebrate that success as well. So I mentioned the happy dance or I mentioned, you know, acknowledging myself out loud, but it could also look like, you know, sitting on the porch in the sun for a few minutes, just basking in the sun. That is something I often don't do, but I consider that a treat. Or a celebration could be creating fun time with a friend or with my husband or with my kids. Or it could be treating myself to like a cafe or something like that. But honestly, I don't usually celebrate that way most of the time. Most of my celebrations are something that touch me more on like a soul level. Almost like my mini celebrations are what pump me up and keep me going. And so a couple of days ago, I completed the first draft of the entire course. I still need to edit it and I still need to send it to an editor to review it, but it's done. And I spent hours and hours and hours on writing this course. And so going with Esther to see the migrating birds was a big treat for me. And that is exactly how I decided to celebrate finishing this stage of the game of the course creation process. Now, while I have this as a tradition that I try to keep up in my life, I also have the tradition, as I'm sure you might as well, as doing the complete opposite. Like when I mess up or when I fail or when I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it or when I strive to show up a certain way and I get stuck, believe you me, I know how to get upset with myself. I actually happen to be very, very good at that. 
But of course, getting stuck in negative self-talk does nothing for you. And so when that happens, I get myself unstuck and I stick to the tradition that works much better for me. Celebrating your success is very motivating. I feel like it boosts your confidence and it really reinforces the actions that you already took that were working for you. So I love celebrating my successes, even the ones that seem so ridiculously minor. I don't care. I look forward to being proud of myself, no matter what thing, big or small, I did. And by the way, I teach this to my children. I tell them how important it is that they acknowledge themselves and celebrate their successes, because if they don't, it could be that nobody notices, you know, their homework or the instrument that they just played or whatever activity or action that they just took. And of course, if people don't acknowledge them, that could lead to feeling unworthy and underappreciated. But of course, it is no one else's job to make you feel that way. That is your job entirely. And so I teach my kids to celebrate their successes as well. Even though, of course, I do my best to acknowledge them and praise them whenever I can. So Esther had a really good idea about sharing this little tradition that I have with you on my podcast. And so I want to challenge you now by asking you if you do this in your life. And if you do, do you like the way that you celebrate or would you want to consider doing it in a different way? And if you don't have this as a tradition in your life, would you want to consider trying it out? I really want to encourage you to do so. I think you're going to find it's way more powerful than it sounds. So if you do try it out, or even if you do this already in your life, I would love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts with me on the website page for this episode or on social media at Shira Gura. I will definitely look for your comments. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.